The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now offering a weekend basketball bonus, plus four $50 basketball bets, and regardless of the outcome, you'll get a $50 free bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. Rossville brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure you download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, March 7th, currently 1032 on the East Coast. Time to start a brand new week and here to break everything down that happened over the weekend and dive into the Monday night games. The superstar of the show, my esteemed co-host and colleague, Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, how are you feeling this Monday, brother? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling uh, restful, restful. I took took yesterday, you know, load managed yesterday, played a couple minutes in the game and then came out, let y'all take over and carry us the rest of the way. So it was uh, it was a great load management night for me, but I'm ready to get back into the seat. Yeah, we did the uh, color cast uh, yesterday for the uh, the Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets game turned out to be a pretty good game. Uh, Terrell uh, stepped out a little early. You know, we we restricted his minutes yesterday, but me and me and Scott carried the load. It was a lot of fun. Maybe we'll do another one this week. Um, shout out to everyone that joined us in in the uh, color cast. So that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, but another great weekend of basketball, Terrell. Um, Let me start with the Saturday night game between the Lakers and the Warriors. A impressive. Performance, I guess we can say, for lack of better words, from LeBron carrying the Lakers, snapping their uh, losing streak against the Warriors. Um, they get the victory 124-116. LeBron in that game, 56 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists for the Lakers. Uh, they I don't take know how you business. could say we... I don't know how you could say, I guess we could say it's an impressive performance. It's absolutely is an impressive performance. When anybody drops 56, it's impressive. That's yeah, not, it's, no, it's like I guess. That's not, I guess. Is anytime somebody drops, if anybody else in the league dropped 56, you'd be like, damn, they had a good game. But because LeBron no, did it, oh, I guess it's impressive. It's because it's LeBron. Like he's done it all of his career. Like I'm not surprised by it. That's what I'm trying to say. My, uh, no, not 50. Not 50. You don't drop 50. Any any given night, you give fifty, and it's it's a good game regardless. I don't care what happened, what the outcome was. You give somebody fifty, and you was you was on one. You was on one last night. Jason Tatum just had fifty four. Yep. They were like, dang, Jason Tatum just had fifty four. He was cooking. He was cooking. John Morant had fifty two. John Morant, oh, fifty two, fifty two. John Morant, John Morant cooking. LeBron get fifty seven. Oh, I guess it's impressive. I get man, that's that internal bias. I be trying to tell y'all, like, just look at that man as an NBA player. Stop looking at him like LeBron. LeBron James in that game, 19 of 31. He was on fire from three-point land as well, 6 of 13. Knocked down 12 of 13 free throws. A uh, great night from him. They That's get, the biggest stat right there. That is the, the biggest stat the free right throws. there. That 12 for 13. Yeah. 12 for 13. I know when he looked at the stat sheet afterwards and he was like, yeah, like that. I need to do that all the time. I need to do that all the time. That was the biggest, the biggest thing right there, hitting them free throws. Yeah, I think uh, this was probably the best game I've seen Russell Westbrook have as a Laker um, in that Saturday night game. He was he had he contributed with twenty points, had four rebounds, four assists, but the turnovers were still there. But I think the decision making for Russell Westbrook was a lot better in this game, um, and then also got contributions from his buddy Carmelo Anthony off the bench. Twenty five minutes for him. He contributed fourteen points, knocked down a huge three pointer late in that fourth quarter to kind of seal it for the Lakers. But did you catch any of this game, Terrell? Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely was watching this game. This was a really good game in the fact that, you know, the Warriors were in this game all the way. They were absolutely in this game all the way. And it was a, a point where you thought that this effort, this superhuman effort by LeBron was going un, unnoticed because it seemed like the Warriors were going to come away and just kind of pull through and get a win. But the Lakers uh, – 
chomped down when they needed to, got a couple, uh, a costly turnover by Jordan Poole that really helped them down the stretch. And it was a really, really good game. Lake uh, Staples Center was crypto.com arena staple center was <laughs> uh <laughs> staple center was was rocking staple center was loud they were all into it it's probably one of the best games that they've seen in that stadium all year so happy yeah. for them fans that they got to see a good game and get a win like that and that's really good for this team at this point the team knows basically where they're slotted in at and they know that they need to keep winning and give themselves a chance in the play in it's a lot it's a lot easier if you can win one and be done rather than win two and go in. And it looks like they're going to have to win two to get in there. So we'll, we'll look at it. We'll see. And, you know, see if they make the playoffs by the, you know, the hair on their chin. Yeah. I want to get your thoughts on Clay Thompson, um, at least in this game. Uh, he struggled, to say the least. He was 3 of 13, just 1 of 5 from three-point land, finished with seven points, had six rebounds, four assists. Uh, did have three blocks defensively. Clay Thompson, great. Um, I wouldn't even say that. I wouldn't but, even say that. I mean, yeah, he got three blocks, but he didn't look good. He didn't look good on yeah. the side of the court that game at all. He didn't look good on, and it's because the man went two years without playing NBA basketball. So mm-hmm. it's not really. I'm not surprised. I said that this was going to happen. I said that when Clay comes back, Clay's not going to be Clay, and it's going to throw this Warriors team off because they have that they have that group and they had a rhythm going. Even when Draymond was out, they started to find themselves a rhythm without Draymond. And now mm-hmm. you throw Clay into the mix, and Clay either is going to be good or he's going to be bad. But you're not going to get consistency from him, and that's throwing that team off a little bit. Yeah. So this is this is all foreseen, and you know. We we knew that the Warriors were going to hit this little stretch. Now Wiseman looks looks good, at least, and you know warming up. He looks good. He looks like he definitely put on some weight. When Wiseman come back, when Draymond come back, this team is going to have another another situation where they have to pull themselves together again and get a brand new rotation going. Steve Kerr's got a lot of things to figure out and yeah. not a lot of basketball games. So it's going to be interesting to see the Warriors for the rest of the season. I'm sure the ladder of them getting the rotation better back will be a lot easier with Draymond being able to handle the ball and he can help facilitate folks on the, whether it's the starters or whether it's the bench because Draymond plays with the bench as well. So yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what the Warriors do, but officially the Memphis Grizzlies have overtaken the Warriors for the two seed. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting looking forward and seeing, Hey, can Memphis hold on and can Memphis even make a push for the one Seeing, you know, Phoenix looks decent. They got a good one against the Knicks. Yeah. Banked in, shot from Cam. Cam Johnson. Yep. Yeah, from Cam Johnson. But it's going to be very, very interesting to see how Memphis plays this towards the end of the season. I know they definitely want to stay in that two seed in case they do get a matchup with the Warriors. They'll at least have home court. So it'll be very, very interesting. The West is going to shape up to be a photo finish. Yeah, 100%. And then moving on to Sunday, the game that we covered yesterday, uh, the Brooklyn Nets visiting Beantown in Boston, where Jason Tatum, another 50-point performance from him. He tied the franchise record for 50-point games uh, with Larry Bird. I think they're now at four apiece uh, at the young age of 23 years old for Jason Tatum. It's crazy. Me and Scott were talking about it on the color casters so that he's only still 23 years old. Um, but again, a, a great night for him as well. Uh, very efficient from the floor, 16 of 30. He was 8 of 15 from three-point land, 14 of 17 from the free throw line. Uh, him and Jalen Brown pretty much carried this Boston Celtics team to a victory over the Brooklyn Nets, 126-120. Brooklyn does cover the, the closing number of 6.5. The total flies over the total. But um, Terrell, when we were doing this game, I think we hit our – uh, that's pretty spot on. You know, we, we talked about uh, the Nets in the first, uh, sorry, before the game, taking the plus six and a half. I had mentioned the over. Um, we also had mentioned from a listener, the LaMarcus Aldrich prop at nine and a half. He finished with 14, but any takeaways from this game, uh, Terrell? Yeah, I would say that Boston is making a push. And Brooklyn still got to get it together and not really necessarily get it together as of, you know, they're in danger of missing playoffs. I think we're pretty fairly certain that they're going to make the playoffs. 
even in a playing situation, I think they have a pretty good chance of winning a playing game and getting into the playoffs. But this team's got to figure out the rotations. Steve, Steve Nash is going to have to figure out what he has and what's going to be the future. And so it's really going to be dependent on can New York pass that law into the private sector where Kyrie can actually play instead of just show up to the building so they can have some more just solidify that rotation a lot more rather than playing on, off, on, off with players. But this Brooklyn team, I think that they'll figure it out. If they have Kyrie the rest of the way, I still do like them if they have Kyrie the rest of the way. But yeah. if they're doing half man, half a season, then it, it could be a very early exit for them. Yeah. Um, Durant doing Durant things, 37 points, 12, 21 from the field. It's just going to be interesting when they get Ben Simmons back, what this team kind of looks like. Um, in the latest report was that he was on the floor with the team, uh, getting in practices. You mentioned it yesterday on the color cast that he was getting up shots as well. Didn't look very good, but um, you know, we, we mentioned it that they don't really need him to score points, but we'll, we'll dig into dense Ben Simmons when he's actually on the floor with, if he moves team. into a Draymond green type of exactly. for that team, yeah. he's going to be really, really good. Yeah. That's all they need from him. He's going to be really, really good. And him just to be like the best defensive player, on the floor because this team right now defensively is not very good. So that's all they kind of need from Ben Simmons. Anything else that you noticed from around the league over the weekend uh, before we get into the uh, Monday schedule, Terrell? No, no, I'm good. All right. Let's take a quick break here. We'll come back and then we'll dive into the Monday night schedule. Right now is the perfect time to bet on basketball and win bet is helping you cash. All new users can receive a $10 free bet when they win or lose or push a $20 four-leg parlay on basketball between Monday through Thursday. All users can receive a free $50 bet when they win, lose, or push four $50 bets on Saturday through Sunday. Weekend bonus play can be used towards all upcoming college basketball action as well as the NBA. And for new WinBet Casino customers, they're now offering a 100% first deposit match up to $1,000. That's right, 100% deposit match up to $1,000. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. There are never enough things to gamble on and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is, now there is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes, bet your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games, weekly tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. All right, coming off of the break, let's dive into this Monday night schedule. What the first game on the board it Probably the game of the night, or it is the game of the night. We have the Chicago Bulls headed to Philly to take on the 76ers, where the Sixers opened up as a six and a half point favorite. That number has moved now to minus seven and a half. Total opened up at 229. Starting to see some 232s pop up. Checking the injury report for both of these teams. Pretty clear for the um, Philadelphia 76ers. I know James Harden missed the last game for quote-unquote hamstring management, but he will be playing in this game. Um, for the Chicago Bulls, Lonzo Ball and uh, Alec Caruso continue to be out. The one questionable tag is Nikola Vucevic. Uh, he has a right hamstring strain, so definitely look out for that news as we kind of progress through the day here. But Terrell, let's start with the side here, man. Let's call it minus 7.5 for the Philadelphia 76ers hosting the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, I mean – it's fairly – I don't even know if this is really game of the – I mean, I, it's game of the night in terms of both of these teams have good records and both of these teams are good. But am I really truly thinking that this is going to turn out to be a game of the night? Probably not. Probably not. I'm going with the 76ers, and I'm going to lay the seven and a half here. And it's simply because the Chicago Bulls versus the top 
seven teams. So every team that's better than them in the NBA right now versus the top seven teams in the NBA is three and th- three and ten. Three and ten ATS versus those teams. And one of those teams is Utah, so that really doesn't even count. So they're really like two and ten for in my eyes. Is it's not good. It's not good. They're not they're good, but they're they play good against bad teams. And that's ultimately what it was. They yeah. play good against bad teams and they really do struggle with the good teams in the league. And why that, you know, DeMar DeRozan makes them interesting mm-hmm. for playoff situations and the possibility of them making a run. But they got to play better against the best teams. They have to. If you don't play good against the best teams, then you're not going to make it in the playoffs. You're going to be a first round out. So I am going to fade the Bulls in this situation. I have tried taking them with the points multiple times, thinking that they at least cover the game. And they just don't do it. They don't cover the, even this, these numbers. These numbers could be big or small. They just don't cover these numbers against the best teams in the league. And with James Harden coming off rest, how Tyrese Maxey has been playing recently, Joel Embiid is still MVP candidate and prop, the front runner and probably will be the MVP of this season. And they're starting to get that rotation down and get those role players and extra people going. If Tobias Harris can step up and Tobias Harris can keep going while these guys are out there doing their thing as well, the 76ers team is going to be really scary because they found a way to – Doc has made that rotation so he always has a starter on the court because he knows that his bench is not as strong as years past or what he's used to. So very, very interesting. I think that it could be close for a little while, but ultimately 76ers are going to pull away. I'm with 76ers here. Yeah, like you mentioned, uh, Chicago just struggles against the best teams in the NBA. Over the last four games, they've played Memphis, Miami. We could throw Atlanta in there. I mean, they're not uh, what they were last season, but they're still a good team. And they played Milwaukee in their last game. And in those four games so far, they gave up 116, 112, 130, 118. So defensively, they're struggling. They can't get stops right now, especially when you don't have your two best defenders in Alex Caruso and Lonzo Ball out there. So until this team starts playing defense or get those guys back, um, I think you got to continue fading them. And for the Philadelphia 76ers, look, with James Harden, you know, one of the best offensive players in this league, if not the best offensive player in the league, uh, scoring the basketball at least. Him and Joel Embiid have been putting up numbers, getting to the free throw line. And this team, since they acquired James Harden, 133, 125, 123, 125. Last game against Miami, Harden did not play. They only scored 82, but... In the four-game sample that he has played, he scored a they've averaged 126 and a half points per game in that span. All four of those games went over the total, um, and I think that I kind of expect that to be um, or stay on course here tonight against the Chicago Bulls as well. So I'm looking to play Philly team total in this game as well. I agree with you that the Chicago team is struggling against top tier teams, so I don't mind laying this minus seven and a half here. I uh, do like the over in this game, Terrell. Um, Jafar, everything that I just mentioned, but do you have any thoughts on the total here? Not really. Not really. Philly's been pushing the pace with James Harden in the lineup, so I think that there is a, a possibility for points, but if Philly lock – and I'm really not too scared. Yeah, I guess you would make a play on over. It's probably over a pass for me, but I'm leaning a little bit more to pass. I think that this could be something that falls just shy short. Yeah, and you mentioned Tyrese Maxey, and you know this has been a player prop since James Harden was acquired. Uh, he's been doing really well for them. He he's gone over his projection in four straight games, had twenty plus points in all four games with James Harden: thirty three, twenty five, twenty one, twenty eight. And today, I see the books listing him at seventeen and a half. So definitely going to be on the over with Tyrese Maxey here tonight uh, in this yeah, game against a, the that's, Chicago that's Bulls. That's a lot. Yeah. I would make that. I'm gonna lock that play up. Tyrese Maxey over 17 and a half. I think. That, yeah. Especially coming short of 17 last game, I think he gets back on the slide, especially with James Harden in the lineup. Yeah, I don't know why, but I'm currently seeing his three point shots made at over one and a half, where he's made. Let me go back to his game log. Um, he's made at least two since the trade for James Harden, but he's had three or more in four straight games here. So that's another play you probably want to look at with. Tyrese Maxey here tonight uh, against the Chicago Bulls. Anything else for this game, Troll, for move on? No, no, I'm good. Let's go. All right, let's keep it rolling here. We have the next game on the board. We have the Atlanta Hawks headed to Detroit to take on the Pistons, where the Atlanta Hawks opened up as an eight-point favorite. That number has ticked down to minus seven. Total opened up at 227.5. That number uh, is 
I see 227s at two C's, still see 227 and a half. Not much moving on the total. Checking the injury report for both of these teams. Uh, the only injury for the Atlanta Hawks is Kevin Herter. He is questionable tonight with a left shoulder soreness, which means John Collins is not on the injury report. He is back for them. For the Detroit Pistons, um, the only significant role player is Hamadou Diallo. He's questionable tonight with a non-COVID-related illness. Um, other than that, pretty clean for them. Terrell, let's start with the side here. Let's call it minus seven for the Atlanta Hawks visiting the Detroit Pistons. So the Pistons have been playing some pretty good ball recently. I've kind of I've actually taken some L's the past few games fate in the Pistons because ultimately this is a team that's headed for the lottery. This is a team that's going to be one of the top picks in the draft next year. And they're not playing like a team that's tanking. They're playing like a team that's still willing to go out there and compete and to really figure out what they have in these young guys and in this rotation so they can make some moves for next year. So I don't think that the Pistons are going to be out of this game. However, I'm still going to take the, what'd you say? Seven. Yeah. Seven for the Hawks. Yeah, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna lay to seven. I'm still gonna lay to seven with the Hawks here. The Hawks need this game and the Hawks need a win. Mm-hmm. I think that they're gonna come out and they're gonna they're gonna give it to the Pistons. I think they're gonna give it to the Pistons and try to sit here and secure another win because don't they feel pretty comfortable right now, but you have the ability if you go on a run to make make that eight seed. So we got three teams that are eleven that are all in the same positioning for the eight seed. The Hawks have a a couple of games, two games less than the Nets and the Hornets played right now, but they're all at the same win percentage and they're all looking for that eight seed because again, it is so much is so much a difference in that playing tournament to play one yeah. have to only play one game and only win once, then try to go to win two. Yeah. So it's gonna be a really good interesting race between the Hornets, the the Nets and the Hawks to go out here and really try to make that eight seed. And this is a game where the Hawks feel like that they are the better team. They feel like that they they have the ability to go out here and put up 20 on the Pistons. I think that they go out and try to do just that to secure a win and go ahead and keep stacking up easy wins wherever they can to make themselves in good positioning for the, for the playing tournament. So I don't think that they're going to go to sleep at the wheel this one, especially in a road spot. I don't think they're going to be sleeping at the wheel. I think that the Hawks are going to come in locked in and try to go out here and get a big win. Yeah, I'm looking for Atlanta to play um... – some better defense here in this game. Um, you know, they've been doing pretty well since the all-star break. And if you kind of look at the season stats overall, Atlanta on the season was 27th in defensive rating, but that number over the last five games have improved to number 15, uh, right at average for the Atlanta Hawks. Um, and Detroit, like you mentioned, they've been playing good ball as well. Uh, defensively, they're down at number 21. I believe this is the second matchup between these two teams this season. They played in the third game of the season where Atlanta took care of business, 122-104. Detroit has covered four, well, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, five out of the last six games. Um, Hasn't been against the greatest competition. Um, They covered against Boston. They beat Charlotte outright. They got the push against Washington. Toronto and Indiana, but now you have Atlanta coming in and it's not going to be an easy schedule coming up for the uh, Detroit Pistons as well. Atlanta tonight, Chicago, Boston, and the Clippers. But as far as tonight, uh, yeah, I think Atlanta knows, you're right, that Atlanta knows that they got to pile up these wins. And you're going up against one of the worst teams in the league, uh, record-wise at least, and you got to go in and get that victory. They took care of business earlier this season, like I mentioned. Um so, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you. I'd probably take Atlanta as well here, minus seven. Um, any thoughts on the total here, Terrell? Not really. Maybe the over if I played anything. Yeah, i probably look at Atlanta team total over here if you wanted to make a play, but nothing really sticks out as far as the total. Um, look for, I think Trey Young might have a night here again tonight. Uh, probably look at his assist props. In this game, let me see if I see it currently listed for Trey Young. Yeah, it's at nine and a half. I mean, we know this guy can go out any given night and put up uh, at least 10 uh, for the Atlanta Hawks. Let's move on to the next game here, Terrell. We have the Houston Rockets headed to Miami to take on the Miami Heat. Uh, Currently, this line opened up at minus 15 and a half. That number has come down to minus 14, minus 14 and a half. 
total opened up at 226. That number has come down uh, about one and a half points to 224 and a half. Let's check the injury report for both of these teams. The Rockets did play last night and got a very impressive victory over the Memphis Grizzlies. No injury report submitted for them yet. For the Miami Heat, Kyle Lowry is going to be out for this game for personal reasons. Caleb Martin is questionable, and um, Victor Oladipo has been upgraded to questionable in this game. I believe they said that he may make his debut tonight against the Houston Rockets. So, uh, Terrell, let's start with the side here. A big number here for the Miami Heat at home. Let's call it minus 14 and a half. Yeah, no, it's easy for me. I'm not even going to waste our time here. Give me the Rockets in the points. It's easy. Like, it's super easy. Third game of the season, Miami played Orlando. They got, they were laying 13 and a half. They covered every game after that, six games. Every game after that, they missed the number that they've been getting a double-digit spread. They have missed that number. They have won every single game after that. So Miami, 6-0, 7-0, when they get a double-digit spread straight up. So if you want to lay the juice on the money line, eh, it's probably not, you know, a bad bet, but 7-0. However, 1-6 ATS when they have a double-digit spread, six, six losses straight. They're coming in, they're playing a Houston team that is coming off of a big win. I'm sure the public is going to be like, oh, well, this is the spot to fade Houston. They just got a, a really big win against Memphis. This is yeah. time to fade Houston. No, at the end of the day, we really don't like Miami as favorites. Miami is an underdog team. They've always been an underdog team. They're so much better as an underdog team. Now you're telling me that you're getting a team that I already don't like when they're laying a number, laying 15? Absolutely mm-hmm. not. I'm not doing that. So it's a very easy handicap for me. It's just not in Miami's blood to do this, so I'm going to take Houston plus 15. Yeah, I'm waiting for this injury report to come out. Uh, but for the Rockets, Jalen Green has been playing absolutely fantastic basketball post All Star break, and and you know we're starting to see the type of player that he can be, and what the Rockets fans were expecting him to kind of be since uh, the All Star break. He, he's been uh, a lot more aggressive on offense. Uh, he's like I said, great basketball, and this team is uh, different when Kevin Porter Jr. is also on the floor as well for the Rockets. So, um, you know, in back to back situations this season. Rockets two seven and one against the spread, but this number is 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 really big. Um, and again, keep in mind also the Rockets on back to back situations nine and one to the over uh, this season in those ten games in back to back situations. Um, yeah, this number seems a little big. It, it's a little inflated here, especially without Kyle Lowry in this lineup. I know they haven't had him for a while, um, but this Rockets team they they battle, man. Um, and I, I watch their games as a fan. I watch the games. They battle even against the the toughest competition in the entire league. So I'll take the plus 15. Probably won't bet it um, because I don't – sometimes we don't know what we expect from this Rockets team. But at 15, yeah, this number seem, does seem a little inflated. I will lean towards the over in this game just because the Rockets are 9-1 to the over in back-to-back games. Uh, last night they had a pretty impressive uh, offensive performance against one of the better defenses in the league in Memphis Grizzlies. So I'll lean to the over. Any thoughts on the total or any player props that you're looking at, Terrell, in this game? No, no, not really. I mean, I guess I got to lean to the over, but yeah, no, I'm way more confident in Rockets than you. Rockets plus 15, that's a lock. All right. Let's move on to the next game of the night. We have the Portland Trailblazers uh, staying in Minnesota. I think this is a back-to-back situation for these two teams where the Minnesota Timberwolves have opened up as a 15-point favorite on their home floor. Uh, that number has stayed pretty consistent. See some 14 and a halves. Total opened up at 235 and a uh, sorry, 235. That number has come down to 233 and a half. Uh, injury report for both of the squads for the Minnesota Timberwolves. A lot of questionable tags, definitely something to keep an eye on. But Patrick Beverly, uh, on Prince, and Nas Reed are all qu- questionable tonight. Anthony Edwards is doubtful tonight for the Portland Trail Blazers. Um, we know about the usual guys, I'm not going to read the whole list, but Greg Brown is probable. Elijah Hughes is probable. Uh, Anthony Simons is out for this game um, for the Portland Trail Blazers. Start with the side here, Terrell. Minus 15 for the Minnesota Timberwolves, who got a fortunate cover in their last game against Portland, and that total flew over. But let's start with the side here. What are you thinking? I really want to take Portland and the number. But Mm. without Simons... I'm not sure if I'm willing to get behind this team. I'm really not. Because n- now they're they're already spread thin because they're missing people. Like Winslow is not playing. 
Bledsoe's not playing. They're already missing people. Mm-hmm. And then you add Simons to that list. Yeah, you may get Greg Brown back, but effectively it's going to be eight deep for this team going the whole way in this game, which would be a lot better and maybe a room for opportunity for Minnesota because now they can sit their guys. Yeah. And, you know, both teams can kind of play down a few guys. But at the end of the day, Minnesota still has Carl Anthony Towns, who should probably have another really big game again for them. Yep. He had 36 and 15 last time. I really don't see anybody slowing him down or stopping him. D'Angelo Russell can be streaky sometimes, so I would be surprised. But you still got Malik Beasley. Mm-hmm. Jaron Vanderbilt is going to give you good minutes all the time. I ugh, 15 is really large. Let me say this, Terrell, that last game, Simons had 38 for the Blazers. They have still lost by 14, but he's out tonight. Yeah, but it, it's like the games like this, especially when somebody is out, they always tend to go the other way. I'm I'm just going to lay to 15. Forget it. I'm just going to lay to 15. I was really – I really wanted to be, you know, go Trailblazers here, and if Simons was playing, I probably would have played a, a Trailblazers money line, but – I can't do it. I can't do it without Simons. This Trailblazers team is just devoid of upper echelon talent, and Anthony Simons was one of those guys that was really, really talented for that team. So with him being out, it's a whole new ball game. Yeah, this, I mean, this Trailblazers team, I, I just can't get behind it because defensively they are just so bad. Uh, dead last over the last five games. So, I mean, when you have a whole bunch of young guys and – you know, G League guys, their offense, their defensive rating is at one twenty five point seven, which is dead last. The next team is number twenty nine, Brooklyn, which is at one twenty two. Um, you know, Portland over the last, uh, there's four game losing streak here. They've given up one hundred and thirty two, one hundred twenty four, one hundred twenty, one hundred thirty five. So they're not just getting, they're not getting stops. And you know, I'm not afraid to lay this number here with the Minnesota Timberwolves. If you're telling me Cat's going to be out there, D'Lo's going to be out there, the guys that you all just mentioned, even without. Beverly, uh, the guys that I read it off on the injury report, if, even if they're not out there, I think this is going to be another big game by Cat. I don't, like you mentioned, there's nobody really there to slow them down. So don't be afraid of the big number here. Give me the Minnesota Timberwolves here tonight, taking the Minnesota Timberwolves team total to go over in this game as well. Um, and then you got to get down on the Cat props as well, because like Terrell mentioned, uh, there's nobody that's really going to be able to stop him. Uh, let me see if they have anything posted for that game yet. Nothing yet. A lot of question marks for the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves uh, injury report, but definitely keeping that in mind as the day kind of progresses here for Carl Anthony Towns props. Anything else for this game, Troll, before we move on? Yeah, I would be all over. If Greg Brown played, I would be interested in Greg Brown props if he started. But Josh Hart is the guy for me. Yeah. Somebody's going to have to score. Somebody's going to have to score for the Trailblazers, and I'll lean on it being Josh Hart. Josh Hart can find ways to get to the rim. He can find ways to get a shot up. Josh Hart is a good player, and so he probably he probably can be that person that carries his team a little bit. And that's – honestly, Josh Hart is the reason why I'm hesitant on this 15 mm-hmm. because Josh Hart does have the ability to score the basketball. And if you have one person that can have a really good game, then you can easily cover 15. That's 15 is a huge spread. So – my mind may change on this one as day goes on. I got to look up some more stuff and see see what I like in the outlook. I could see Josh Hart having for this game, but as of right now, I'm still on Minnesota. Yeah, Josh Hart did not play in that last game um, for the Portland Trailblazers. Um, so that's a great call. I really do like that. I might get down on that myself for this game. Um, let's move on to the next game here, Terrell. We have... The Los Angeles Lakers headed to San Antonio to take on the Spurs, where the Spurs opened up as a minus four and a half point favorite. That number has come down to minus two. Total opened up at 234. That number is uh, up half a tick, 234 and a half, up to minus 235. Checking the injury report for both of these teams. Um, For the Los Angeles Lakers, THT probable. LeBron should play in this game. Those are the only two significant injuries or guys on the injury report for the Lakers. For the San Antonio Spurs, DeJounte Murray is questionable in this game with a left calf contusion. And then Devin Vassell is also questionable with the left groin tightness um, for the Spurs. So let's start with the side here, Terrell. Minus two for the San Antonio Spurs hosting the LA Lakers. 
over, 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 over. <laughs> you read my over, mind. Over, 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 over. Both of these defenses are terrible. Yeah. Both of these, yeah, both of these defenses are absolutely terrible. It, it, I can't even fathom. So the Spurs are giving up 128.4 points per game in the last five. That is dead last in the NBA. Whereas the Lakers aren't too far from them at 20. Third, giving up 117 points, but the Lakers are giving up the highest field goal, the second highest field goal percentage in the league during that span. The Spurs giving up the highest field goal percentage. Lakers can't stop anything from three. They're giving up 42.8% from three. That's actually unreal. And I kind of don't believe that, but <laughs> the numbers don't lie. But that's actually yeah. really unreal. They're giving up 43% from three. It's really ridiculous. I am not in a spot where I'm ready to continue to back the Lakers. It was a very, you know, good win against the Warriors, but LeBron had to drop 56 at the end of the day. Yeah. And when he, when LeBron drops 56, I expect to see a blowout. So they, even if it is against the second best team in the league, well, at that time, the second best team in the league, Mm -hmm. but I, I, you, you score 56 and I expect to see a blowout. I think that they're going to let, the Spurs hang around this game, hang around, hang around, hang around, and the Spurs are going to have an opportunity to come out here and actually win this game and cover this number. So I'm not in a situation where I think that I'm going to go and just automatically flip and start betting Lakers again because they beat the Warriors. Absolutely not. Lakers are not a good basketball team right now. The Spurs are not a good basketball team either, but they're at home. I expect to be a high-scoring game. This Lakers team, I've seen it time and time and time and time again. They have folded, especially against teams that they should beat. I'm I'm not willing to back them in this spot. So go ahead and give me because at least the, the Spurs can score the basketball. That's really it. Like at least the Spurs can score the basketball. They are seventh in the NBA over the last five and about fit at about fifty percent from the field field. About fifty percent from the field. And then you have the Los Angeles Lakers who are forty five percent and one of the bottom third teams in the league. So I expect there to be no issues with the Spurs doing their little melatonin offense and scoring the basketball, whereas the Lakers could be seeing a lot of bricks. So give me the Spurs minus two. Yeah, what you were talking about those defenses. Uh, already uh, bet the over in this game, but you know, also wanted to mention that San Antonio number one in pace over the last five games uh, in the entire league. Los Angeles Lakers are number nine, so that just helps you with the uh, betting over. Uh, in any game when you have two teams, especially that are in the top 10 and one being the number one team. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of people will see that, hey, the Lakers, or at least the public will see, hey, the Lakers broke their winning streak, or sorry, their losing streak, and maybe it's time to start backing them. But I think I'm going to wait until I get more information on DeJounte Murray here tonight. Uh, He is questionable, like I mentioned, on the injury report. I am leading towards the Spurs here at minus two. Um, but again, um, waiting for that news for Dante Murray. Like I said, I already bet the over in this game for San Antonio Spurs and the LA Lakers. Uh, probably get down on LeBron's uh, rebounding props. Uh, like I've mentioned, and Scott has mentioned this as well plenty of times on the propcast, that without Anthony Davis in the lineup, LeBron James' rebounds have been cashing at a very high rate. So um, his rebounding prop right now for this game is at nine and a half, uh, especially when, like I said, when you have this amount of points and this amount of pace, you're going to see. Teams get up and down, a lot of shots being paid, and the rebounding opportunities being there. So give me uh, LeBron over nine and a half rebounds in this game um, as a player prop. Anything else for this game, uh, Terrell, before we take a quick break here? No, no, I'm good. All right, let's take a quick break here. We'll come back, and then we'll dive into the final three, four games on this Monday night schedule. We're brought to you by IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that you provide private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off with a yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 
That's just like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash S-G-P. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. March Madness is around the corner and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. Every season, PropSwappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams, like Wes from Iowa, who sold a $250, 30-1 Arizona to win the championship ticket for $750 on PropSwap. Now is the time to find those Cinderella's while the odds and cash on PropSwap when the tourney starts. When you're making your bets, remember to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to let it ride. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry and download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering tickets based on the best value, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales, and red hot tickets for sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break, let's get into the next game here. We have the Utah Jazz headed to Dallas to take on the Dallas Mavericks, where the Mavericks opened up as a one and a half point favorite. Uh, that number has stayed the course at minus one and a half. Total opened up at 217. Uh, that number is still at 217. Uh, see some 217 and a halves out there. Uh, let's check the injury report for both of these teams. For the Dallas Mavericks, Jalen Brunson is questionable with a right foot contusion. Uh, Marquise Chris is out for this game. Luca is probable with a left toe sprain. Uh, Maxi Kleba is also questionable with the right ankle soreness. For the Utah Jazz, they did play last night against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, so no injury report submitted for them yet. Let me quickly check the numbers for Utah Jazz on back-to-back situations. Uh, nothing really sticks out. Four and five against the spread. Four and five to the over. Troy, let me kick it to you here, man. Let's start with the side here. Uh, let's call it minus uh, one and a half for the Dallas Mavericks hosting the Utah Jazz. I mean, it's not really another one that's really not that hard for me, but I'm going with Dallas here. Dallas is one of the few teams that over, you know, last five games and really majority of the season, they've been top 10 in offense and defense. Yeah. And so when I'm sitting here and I'm looking at this very subpar Utah team that does everything subpar, they are able to get wins. And that's a testament to what Quinn Snyder is doing over there with that team. But, at the end of the day, this team is very, very subpar. I'm not going to take them against one of the better teams in the Western Conference in a spot where this game means everything for Dallas. Dallas can – they're currently two and a half games back from Utah right now. Dallas can cut that down to one game if they get a win here. Yeah. And be one game one game behind – really, no, it would be a half game back, I think. It might be a, a – no. Yeah, they'll be a half game – oh, yeah, one game back. They'll be one game back. Okay. So, it'll be one game back from Utah for that, you know, that next spot in seeding. And that's big. That's big. That's important. And I know Jason Kidd understands that. Jason Kidd is a phenomenal co- head coach, and I think that it's been mm-hmm. too long since he's gotten another head coaching job. And he's just showing the testament of what he's doing with Luca, what he's doing with Jalen Brunson, what he's doing with with Spencer Dinwiddie. We were talking earlier in the season of what the hell happened to Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie comes over to the Dallas Mavericks and starts playing ball again. And it's a testament to Jason Kidd, how he has that offense going, how – he is a guard, is very a very guard-happy offense, and he's able to get the guards going and then turn when the guards get going, they're able to get everyone else going. So the fact that the commitment he has to defense has been commendable and really getting that Dallas team to lock in defensively, especially a lot of guys that are known for not known for their one-on-one defensive skills. So 
Rudy Gobert is probably going to be a little bit of a problem for them. Yeah, but I'm 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 on Dallas here. I think that this is a spot where they really really need to get this one. They really need to get this one. They can cut significantly cut down on the Jazz lead for them in this game. They have everything to play for here. The Jazz definitely don't want to drop this game, but it feels like at a home spot where everybody should be interested in trying – well, not everybody, but for the most part, they should have fans in the seats. They should be trying to put on a show, definitely. This is possibly a playoff matchup here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I like Dallas here. Yeah, this is going to be a great uh, game to watch, uh, you know, between these two squads. Um, the injury – or the with the questionable attack for Jalen Brunson, I'm not too concerned about because, like you mentioned, they do they have Spencer Didwitty that can fill in that void very nicely for them. You know, we saw these two guys, Jalen Brunson and Spencer Didwitty, carry this team to a victory um, against the Sacramento Kings the other night, um, where both of those guys just balled out and put up the points for for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Lucas should be good, able to go in this game. That's a that's a matchup that concerns me for the Utah Jazz. Like, who's going to slow down Luka or even try to attempt to slow down Luka in this game? Because as, as great as an offensive team that the Utah Jazz are defensively, outside of Rudy Gobert, I'm just not impressed with um, what this team does uh, defensively. Over the last five games, the Utah Jazz are all the way down to number 26 in defensive rating. Um, and the Dallas Mavericks, like you said, with Jason Kidd at the head coaching position, has really turned it around for this Dallas Mavericks scene where last season I believe they were, you know, bottom, I think bottom fourth in the league in defense. But, you know, they've they've shown significant improvement on the defensive side of the basketball, have the Dallas Mavericks. So getting Luca back tonight, um, expect these, you know, shooters to, you know, shoot the ball well here tonight because I've mentioned this a lot of times over the last several days on the podcast is that Utah Jazz three-point defense has not been great over the last five games. Number 26 in the entire league where they're giving up 14 makes per game. Teams are putting up an average of 39 three-point attempts a game. So I'm looking for those guys to make shots around Luka here tonight. I think that might be the difference here. Um, you mentioned the Rudy Gobert thing. I think it is a mismatch, but I think he eventually he's going to have to guard somebody around the three-point line because the Dallas Mavericks really don't have that true big man inside, right? And I think that this is a game. Look for the shooters to knock down shots in this game for the Dallas Mavericks. So I lean with the Dallas Mavericks here as well. Um, I do lean to the over a little bit in this game, um, but I won't be betting it. Uh, but I do like the Dallas Mavericks here at minus one and a half. But any other thoughts for this game or any player props you're looking at for this game, Terrell? Not really. Not. Okay. I mean, Luca. Luca, of course, I'm on Luca props. I'll be on Rudy Gobert props in this game, absolutely. Maybe, yeah, no, his, he still should have a pretty decent rebounding day. But I think that the person probably look out maybe uh, – Dwight Powell is the person to look out for in this game. Okay. He could, like you said, he could spread, he spreads the floor. Mm-hmm. And Rudy Gobert is going to be looking to try to hang around that painted area, especially with Luca driving, especially with Spencer Dinwiddie driving to the basket. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be looking to hang around that paint area. That might free up Dwight Powell and get Dwight Powell some looks on the outside. But is this is this is a revenge game for the Mavericks? They lost a very close game to the Jazz a few last week, other week two weeks ago, something like that uh-huh. game. They feel like they probably should have won a game that they feel like that they were in that game. I'm slightly concerned for the bench depth with Spencer Dinwiddie probably being in the starting lineup and not coming off the bench. I don't know. I actually, if, if I was, if I was him, I'd probably go with a little bit larger of a lineup, move Reggie Bullock to the two and bring Maxi Kleber up to, to start. I would okay. probably do my best to keep Spencer Dinwiddie on a bench, but mm-hmm. Jason Kidd has such a good rotation. He's he's learned it with Jalen Brunson. He has a, such a good rotation that even if they're starting, he gets those guys on the court separately and gets a really good point guard out there to run the offense. So I'm not I'm not no issues with that. I'm gonna go ahead and lock this game up. Dallas minus one. That's a lock for me. All right, let's move on to the next game of the night. We have the Golden State Warriors headed to Denver to take on the Denver Nuggets. Uh, this line opened up at minus nine and a half, uh, trickled down a little bit to minus seven and a half, minus eight. Uh, total opened up at 223 and a half. That number has come down to 222 in this game. 
The bigger thing of this game is that we have to look at the injury report, especially for the uh, Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins are all out for this game. Um, for the Denver Nuggets, I believe they did play yesterday an overtime game against the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, where they did pull out that victory, 138-130. Uh, looking at the back-to-back numbers for the Denver Nuggets here, um, I don't know why. Oh, here we are. Um, Denver is 5-6 and six against a spread in back-to-back situation, 6-5 and five to the over. Not much there, but... Terrell, let's start with the side here. Without those guys in the lineup uh, for the Golden State Warriors, it is currently minus eight. What are you thinking? So, yeah, well, the reason that they're not showing up is because the Warriors are pissed. They feel like that they got hosed in the scheduling. Yeah. And the rescheduling of this game. Right. And they played some four games and five nights or something like that. They, they're, they're playing a lot of games recently. Mm-hmm. And so it was very, very, very tough scheduling for them. And I understand why they're not really taking this game that serious. They're just kind of like, all right, well, we're not sending anybody out there. I'm still going back to Warriors here because, okay. I mean, it just – this. I feel like this spread should be larger. I feel like this spread should be larger. It should be going up, not coming down. It's kind of – I don't know if that's either heavy money coming in on the Warriors and they're forced to move the spread down. But even if heavy money was coming in on the Warriors, I would think as a book you would just leave the line where it's at. And just mm-hmm. let people keep betting Warriors. Now you're opening the door for opportunity for people to come in and bet Nuggets. And you may only be doing that because you think the Warriors are actually going to keep this a close game. Nuggets are coming off of an overtime game. They really did struggle with the Pelicans there who have been playing better basketball. But it feels like that this was a game that the Nuggets should have probably been a little bit more control over. And it was. it seemed like the Pelicans were controlling things. They had to come back and send this game to overtime. Yeah. So... In a game where even though they're not bring, they didn't bring Steph Curry, they br- didn't bring Steph Curry, they didn't bring Steph Curry, they didn't bring Clay Thompson, they didn't bring Andrew Wiggins. I feel like Steve Kerr is going to try to coach the hell out of guys he's got, and really convince these guys that hey, we have a chance, we have a chance to still be in this game, we can still have a chance to win this game, and it would be the ultimate fuck you, the ultimate fuck you after losing what four straight, four straight, the ultimate fuck you to not have anybody in the game. You just lost a buzzer beater to this team last week, the week, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You just lost a buzzer beater to this team. You don't have anybody there. You lost the last four straight. You're, you're laying a, a whole bunch of points or you're giving, yeah, you're giving up a whole bunch of points. You're a pretty sizable dog. It would be the biggest fuck you to betters everywhere, especially money line nuggets betters than for the Warriors to come out here and get a win. So give me the Warriors in eight points. Yeah. Warriors. Um, I think you're absolutely 100% correct about the public is going to see, hey, okay, they don't have the Splash Brothers in this game. No Draymond, obviously. So, you know, let's just take the the Denver Nuggets here. But we know better as, as betters that this seems like a trappy line to me because you're absolutely 100% correct that this line should at least be in the double digits if they don't have those guys in this lineup and for it to only be. And I understand that the uh, Denver Nuggets are on a back-to-back situation here, but um, – for it to be only at eight, it should be outside of 10. Um, I will lean with the Golden State Warriors as well. But I think for me in this game in particular is I'm just looking at Jordan Poole player props in this game because he's going to have to be the guy for them. Um, currently seeing it listed at 22 and a half for Jordan Poole. Um, I'm definitely taking the over on that and also his three-point shots um, uh, in this game. Let me see if I can pull that up here. Jordan Poole, yeah, it's at three and a half at even money. So... The reason why I say that Jordan Poole has had two 30 plus games without Steph Curry in the lineup this season. Another game, he had 20 points on so four games so far this season. Um, he, he's, he's had to be the guy and he knows he has to be the guy for the uh, Golden State Warriors here tonight against the Denver Nuggets. Had a pretty good game scoring wise against the Lakers the other night as well. I think he had 23 in that game. So I'm looking for Jordan Poole to be the guy here tonight. I also do lean with the Warriors as well, just for all the reasons that Terrell just mentioned. Um, anything else for this game, Terrell, before we move on to the last game of the night? No, no, I'm good. All right, let's keep it rolling here. Last game of the night, we have the New York Knicks headed into Sacramento to take on the Kings, where the Kings open up as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. That number has stayed the course at three-and-a-half. Total is uh, 229-and-a-half in this game. This number has moved up to 231 and a half uh, checking the injury report for both of these teams for the Sacramento Kings, pretty clean injury report. Only questionable tag is Jeremy lamb. The New York Knicks did play last night. 
against the Phoenix Suns where they did get the victory there, but in back-to-back situations Clippers. so far against the Clippers. Yeah. Um, in back-to-back situations, the New York Knicks are five and three against the spread three and five uh, to the over, but let me start with the side here with you, Terrell minus three and a half for the Sacramento Kings hosting the New York Knicks. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the Knicks here. Ultimately, I'm on the Knicks here. At the end of the day, the Knicks, for the most part, even though that it hasn't translated to wins this season, mm-hmm. the Knicks play really, really good when they go to the West Coast, man. The Knicks play really, really good when they go to the West Coast. They did it last year, and they're actually doing it this year. It just hasn't translated to wins. They've given up a bunch of really big games, but for the most part, and probably for – Th- at, least, at least three quarters a game, the Knicks play really, really good basketball on that side of coast. And I got to think that if the Knicks are playing good basketball against the Sacramento Kings, then they're going to have a really good chance to win the game, at least stay in the game. And if they blow a 20-point lead, at least hopefully they don't blow a 20-point lead and, and miss this number. So I'm on the Knicks here. I think that the number's still slightly larger than what it should be. I was all over the Knicks last night against the Clippers. I thought five was way too much. I wasn't yeah. leaving five points against the Knicks with the Clippers, but they got the win outright. And I think they do have a chance to get the win out right here as well. This Sacramento team has been very lukewarm since the, the acquisition of DeMontis Sabonis. They're basically mm-hmm. at the same spot that they were at percentage wise, win percentage wise. There's yeah. not really too much that has changed. And so, they're still not a good basketball team. They still give up a lot of points at the room. And when you have a guys like RJ Beard, you have guys like Julius Randle, and then now look at the emergence of Jericho Sims out there who's scoring the basketball under the rim, and he's doing really well. And this team still has talent. This team still has talent. I still believe in the team, even though I don't believe in the coach and I don't believe in just the organization. Mm-hmm. I still think that talent is there for the team. And the Kings plus three and a half – I'm not I'm not selling the Knicks here. So give me the Knicks plus three and a half. I like that play. Yeah, I'm gonna continue backing the Knicks in the first half here. I've done that over the, I think the past four or five games. It has it's cashed uh fairly easily for the New York Knicks. Um they're 21 and 11 on the road in the first half so far this season, six and four over the last 10 games. And for the uh Sacramento Kings are the last 10 games, four and six in that first half spread. So um, yeah, despite them being on a back-to-back situation here, I think that they have, they have the bodies to really contain from keeping some bonus off the glass and also finishing around the basket. So it's pretty much going to have to be the De'Aaron Fox show. And I think I'm really intrigued to watch the RJ Barrett versus De'Aaron Fox uh, game or matchup in this game. Um, if those two guys are, or if RJ Barrett is guarding De'Aaron Fox in this game, but De'Aaron Fox has been on absolute fire since the trade of Tyrese Halliburton scoring the basketball. So I'm giving, I don't, I still don't trust the Knicks to in the second half where they've, where we've seen it, where they've blown 20 point leads. Um, therefore, I'm going to continue to back them in the first half as I have been. So give me the Knicks plus one and a half in the first half in this game. Um, any thoughts on the total here, Terrell, at two? 231 and a half. No, not really. I think the Knicks can lock in defensively. And I probably, if I leaned anything, I would probably lean under. I think the Knicks can lock on defensively, maybe give up a, a pretty sizable game to De'Aaron De- Fox. And they actually can take De'Aaron Fox out of this game. So that's yeah. really where I think that is kind of struggles for the Kings. At the end of the day, Tibbs defenses play hard. And when you're on the road, defense travels. So they play, they held the Clippers to 93 points last game, which is pretty good. I don't think the Kings are any better than the Clippers. Well, I don't think they're better than the Clippers at all, but I don't think the Kings' offense is too, too much better than the Clippers, even though they can score the basketball in bunches. I'm on. So I would I would play the under or pass, lean in a little bit more to play an under. Yeah, I, I can't argue against that. Um, Darren Fa- – or sorry, I wanted to quickly mention R.J. Barrett here before we get to our picks. Um He's been playing really well for this New York Knicks team. You know, last night, 24 points against the uh, Clippers. He had 20 against the Phoenix Suns, 30, 24, 46 over those previous three games. So uh, R.J. Barrett has, has really kind of found his, found his stride here in the second half of the season for uh, the New York Knicks. But, um, yeah, that's the last game of the night here. Guys, uh, let's transition into our picks for this Monday night schedule. Um, our lock and dog. Let me pull up our picks sheet so i can track this here um but here let me start it off for this monday night schedule here in the nba all right let's see here for my lock 
Um, let me see here. For my lock, let's go. Hmm. I'll take the Dallas Mavericks here tonight, minus the one and a half, hosting the Utah Jazz. Um, I think this is going to be a tough defensive matchup for this team, especially that they, like I mentioned, that they've been really struggling defending the three-point line, and the Dallas Mavericks have the shooters around Luka. Luka himself is going to be a problem for this team as well uh, for the Utah Jazz defensively. I'm not sure it's going to really match up on him. I don't think Royce O'Neal is going to be able to hold him. I don't think uh, you know Donovan Mitchell can hold him either. So look for Luka to have a big game. So I'll take the Dallas Mavericks minus one and a half as my lock. For my dog, um, let's see. Um, mm-hmm. uh, don't like that either. Uh, if I had to pick, it would probably be New York Knicks first half. I mean, it's not much of a big dog, but I just don't like any other. Yeah, give me the New York Knicks first half, plus 120 on the money line, uh, plus one and a half on the first half spread. It's been cashing for me, uh, and I'm going to stay with it. So I'll take Knicks first half again, uh, plus 120 on the money line, plus one and a half on the first half spread as well as my picks here uh, for this Monday night schedule. Terrell, what do you got? All right. Let's see here. Let's go for my lock. I really did like Dallas. I don't need to pick Dallas. I'll go ahead and probably bad juju. It's probably bad juju, and everybody's listening to the podcast. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? There's no way you're about to do this. Yeah, I'm going to make the Knicks plus three and a half my lot. The Knicks play really, really well on the road. And if and by any chance that they blow a 20-point lead in this game, I'm fairly confident that they still at least keep the game. And for I don't think they blow it by 20 and then end up getting blown out themselves so i think they at least carry carry the game in four so three and a half feels pretty safe even from a second half collapse with which the knicks are not foreign to doing so give me the knicks plus three and a half as my lock i think that's the first time i've done that at all this season for my dog it's a lot of things a lot of juicy things um, eight to one for the rockets that is fun I'm not a Blazers are eight to one too. That's not bad. Uh yeah, just give me the Warriors at plus two eighty. Three to one in some books where you get it. Give me the Warriors. This is a game. They just lost this team on a buzzer beater, and now they're coming in there. And I swear everybody like Nuggets money line has to be on ninety-nine percent of parlays today. Like 99% of parlays have to have Nuggets money line. It's only at minus three sixty. I'm positive. Ninety-nine percent of of parlays have Nuggets money line here. And I can absolutely see Steve Kerr and the Warriors and just taking that bench group who can actually still play. Like they can actually still play. And you're telling me that there's a chance. Like it's a chance. I don't know. I just feel like I'm going to fade the number. I'm going to fade the line. This seems like the Warriors lost four straight, four straight games. It. I don't think anybody expects the Warriors to win this game tonight. So why would I not be contrarian and take the Warriors? Give me the Warriors plus 280. I like it. I like it. I like it. I got well, yeah, best of my is three to one. So we'll, we'll call it plus 300 for the uh, Warriors money line here tonight. All right. So just to recap our picks for my lock, I have the Mavericks minus one and a half and the Knicks plus uh, 120 on the money line as my dog in the first half. Um, and then for Terrell, his lock is going to be the Knicks plus three and a half tonight against the Sacramento Kings and the Warriors plus 300 on the money line against the Denver Nuggets tonight um, in Denver. That's going to be the show here tonight uh, for the NBA Gambling Podcast for this Monday edition. Um, Terrell, anything else that you want to get off your chest uh, and let the people know where they can find you, man? No, no, I'm good. At really real underscore underscore Instagram and Twitter. You guys know where to find me. You know where I'm going crazy, everything like that. Yep, there you the go. Knicks Maybe. still suck, by the way. The Knicks still suck, by the way. Don't <laughs> think that there's anything changed like that. The Knicks still suck, but the Kings suck too. So give me three and a half. All right. All right. There you go. Um, yeah. Make sure to follow uh, Terrell on his social media. Uh, follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Uh, with that being said, again, make sure to head over to the website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. A lot of great stuff happening. Uh, USFL, NFL draft prep, draw, prop betting. We'll have some. 
uh, draft uh, prop betting uh, episode on the PropCast, as well as other things that are happening around all uh, sports, whether it's hockey, whether it's NBA, golf has a huge tournament this week as well. The Players' Championship, so make sure to check out those guys. They're, they're, they're cashing a lot of ticks over there in the golf channel. March Madness, we've got conference tournaments. I know Terrell's been hot. The boys over there on the um, college experience have been crushing it, so make sure to follow those guys as well over there uh, for all your March Madness coverage. They have you covered. Uh, with that being said, guys, good luck with your bets tonight. Let's get this week started off strong. Let's cash some tickets. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Ba-da-ba-da-da. 